You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast. And on Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the 261st episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in humid Orlando, Florida. This is Matt in beautiful fall is in the air, cross is coming, Minneapolis. And this is Spencer in regular old Boston where things are normal and nothing's weird and humid. Normal. Real cool. vanilla up here. Super vanilla. So, guys, I'm going to turn on my camera. I want you to tell me what you see as soon as you see what I look like. Okay. Oh, did you uh, (laughs) cut yourself shaving or something? No, no. No. Took a puck to the face. Yeah, this is a this is a straight up Zdeno Chara uh, look that you have going on here, Tim. So I, I don't play hockey with a full face mask. I play with the eye shield. Uh Okay, because I. I just don't, I don't like the full face, um, but I'm wondering like, should I go to like a full face helmet, um, for hockey? So what do you guys think? Do I, can I pull off the stitches? Do I look all right? I think it looks good. It looks tough. Cool. All right. That's what I was going for. I'm a tough guy. Number one. So did you guys have a good week in the world of biking? Yeah, pretty good. There were some downers. Pretty good. Yeah, definitely some downers. I um I had a pretty good day because on Saturday I went down to my dad's and I went into Tampa where or St. Pete, the superior city in the Bay Area. Ooh, um, shade. All right. And, yeah, just a little. To the bikery. I've talked a lot about the bikery. Yeah. But I get a real I get a real smile on my face whenever I go to a bike shop that I really, really like. That's just like kind of one of those like top ten bike shops across the country feeling. Like when you go in and you're just like, man, they've got a lot of cool stuff on the wall for me to look at. They were when I went in. There was a conversation about campy Delta breaks happening. Oh, there's always the one of those. Come on, <laughs> like was it pro? That was cool. Pro or con? What was going on? It was mostly pro. It was all about like Whoa. the engineering of like the inside of the Delta break mm-hmm. and like the double pivots mm-hmm. and the and about how great they were, and then like yeah, the theories kinda. and the articles that have been written about how that's why Shimano took over the Pro Peloton because of the poor stopping power of the mm-hmm. Deltas because basically. You had to be a wizard to work on them. They either like worked really, really well, yeah, or they worked really, really poorly. They work in reverse of how you want a brake to work. They get stronger the more you pull them, which is what you don't want. Yeah, yeah, okay. It's so it's bonkers, but yeah, it was just cool to go into a store like this. So they have a big setup of a coffee shop, and then they have all the bikes on the wall, like really cool, like picturesque vintage bikes. We'll get to that later in the podcast when we talk about vintage bikes. Oh, really? And overall, it was just really cool. So I dropped off the. Um, Dropped off the bikes. So the Moots is going to get a little uh, touch up, right? Some new uh, parts. But I'm going to take that uh, Focus, the Rafa Focus, like J-Pow, like at one time, the top end US cyclocross right, bike. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to swap it over to some Campy. Oh, interesting. So, but I'm thinking Campy 11 speed rim brakes. I think I can probably find that pretty cheap on eBay. Yeah, sure. Probably. I so, No, it's Campy. It'll never be cheap ever, no matter what. But yeah, <laughs> you can find it on yeah, eBay. Yeah, that, that's the trick. That, that's true. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's the problem with Canby. You're like, you have that thought. You think, ah, oh, it's four or five years old. I'm going to snag it real quick on eBay. Oh, no. Why is it the same price? Why is everyone trying yeah. to sell the crank still for $700? Yeah. yeah. So I got a lot of, I saw, you guys may expect some questions from me in the next couple of weeks because I might ask you like, oh, do you, will this cramp set work mm-hmm. and various other things? But I think I'm going to get back into maybe doing some, a little bit more like gravel riding in the winter because I'm, I'm kind of in this like bike depression right now here in Florida because it's so damn hot. Okay. And the riding around Orlando, there's been some pretty, you know, there's a fatality on one of the roads that I always ride on. So a very depressing kind of time. Yeah. And so I'm ready for like the gravel, like to be as far away from cars as possible riding to start back up but it's so hot so might as well build the excuse now of having my bikes two hours away in st pete so therefore i can't ride yeah solid excuse yeah this one of the better bike excuses it's starting to become clear to me what you're doing yeah like this is a elaborate even for you so 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 you see, so you've seen through like, so you don't buy that. It's just that I really like going to the shop. You like that. I've built in an excuse oh. of like, yeah, my bikes are kind of far away. I don't need to I ride. I feel anymore. like maybe the KOMs were getting a little contentious on your uh, weekend group rides and uh, maybe you weren't feeling it. Maybe the form's off. Maybe your jiffy bag has not <laughs> showed up yet and uh, you need to, you need to stall. The the form is definitely off. That is without <laughs> a doubt. But anyways, so if anyone's ever in St. Pete, you should go check out this shop. The uh, the depressing thing of going in that shop, though, Spencer, yeah. uh, little guy, mm-hmm. was that uh, they, they bought all of the Swift Cycle like tools uh, and bins yeah. and all that. The work stand, they, they took the work stand away and they replaced it with one of those like park tool hydraulic ones, like where they push the button and the thing like like raises up. And I was like, oh, like that's way nicer than the, the tool stand they bought yeah. from us. But I was like, oh, man. So now it's like the bike wash stand in the front of the, <laughs> like in the garage area. And I was like, Oh, that kind of sucked. Let me ask you this. Do they have any, is there anything you bought for Swift that you, you really wanted to have in the shop, but it never sold and that you sold to them and that it's still there. And so you can go in and be like, <laughs> sucker, when are you going to sell that <laughs> red fill wood quick release? Uh, no, uh, no, too that, bad. that, I'm trying to think of like what what I I'd have to ask a friend of the pod Keith what what was like the item I brought into Swift Cycle that I knew for sure was going to sell. I do know for a fact that I almost convinced Keith to buy all like a hundred percent of the remaining supply of the the Focus Mares Canty mm-hmm. cross brake or cross bike yeah. before because remember they went all the disc yep, yep. and I believe I remember talking to you guys trying to like back up my because they still had like 15 of these frames in the US and I was thinking like oh man I should just buy all those yeah. and then I'm gonna be a millionaire with this purchase <laughs> yeah maybe I think it's probably a pretty good idea I didn't buy yeah. those I mean I would want <laughs> yeah, one I think history would not have looked kindly on you anyway well in the world of bikes we do need to get into uh you know I uh, to mention little guy we were talking a little bit in the podcast green room about some of the sadness coming out of one of our favorite races which is the tour of poland so um yeah so w- w- what do you got well i'm sure as most people know by this point that uh bjorg i'll mispronounce his name lambrecht i think as i pronounce it uh lotto sadal crashed on stage three and had some like internal hemorrhaging and then i think he had a heart attack and then he died uh, on the or in the hospital or on the way to the hospital. So um, obviously that was super super sad point of our week for cycling. I never like to see that, and yeah, I don't know. Tour Poland's cool, but that was a huge bummer. Um, yeah, definitely a downer. 
And then uh, Spencer, you were also talking like before we were recording, it's just like crap luck for Red Lotto. Yeah, Red Lotto uh, has gotten a short uh, straw a few times uh, recently uh, with with up and coming riders crashing and, and just having uh, having, you know, just uh, just a lot of just a lot of issues there. And that, that sucks. That's tough for a team to go through one time. Like you hope no team will ever have to go through that even one time, yeah. but then they have to go through uh, a couple of these, uh, you know, we're, we're going to send some shout outs to, uh, to red lotto and the team and the staff and everybody there and hope they're uh, doing okay. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, it, you know, it doesn't, it shouldn't go without mentioning, you know, um, obviously with that sadness, but we did get hit up multiple times on both Instagram, Twitter, and our email. We were talking about, um, the headwear draft, if you will, or kind of like the accoutrements on the podium. Mm-hmm. A little sad to see, but yeah, the, the Pavel Sinkoff, uh, Sivakov, uh, podium, mm-hmm. the Ineos rider with like the, I don't know how you would describe this hat. It's like a, a papal, uh, it's like what the Pope would wear. Yeah. Kind of looks like a, I'm not as nice as the Classico San Sebastian, but what is up with the back-to-back cool hats on the top podium? I mean, is this the new... Are we onto something here? Maybe it's an August thing I'm not aware of in Europe. <laughs> it's like, because it, most of Europe goes on vacation in August, right? So maybe all the all the funny hats come out, you know? Do you... Have we seen a, what the podium of the Tour of Norway looks like yet? Like, do mm. they bust out the Santa Claus hat? Uh, I do I not so. know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just assume they do. Yeah. Maybe some antlers, like the second and third place guys get to wear <laughs> antlers. <and> then... <laughs> get to wear yeah, antlers. Well, so, so also, well, if we're, we're going to, well, I, no, you go on, you go on. Oh. We're going to talk about. Well, I was just going to pivot to the dominance that, you know, because there's the European championships, right? Uh, yeah. But then I do want to mention that there's also the women's tour of Scotland. And the only reason I want to bring this up is an American took the win. Uh, Leah Thomas. Yeah took the win for the Bigla team and the Bigla team just completely dominated and won every single Jersey. And I'm starting to think like, I don't know much about the women's tour of Scotland. Um, but is this like when health net would show up to the nature Valley grand prix and just win <laughs> everything. And then like they were racing against like kind of the, a little, the local division, a little bit, you know, like a little the, bit. So the, the local studs. And so Bigla was like, we're not even going to the European road championships. Uh, we're going to go to Tour of Scotland. Yeah, that, that's, and that's just basically what it. happened, Tim, is uh, a lot of the big hitters were maybe not there, you know. Um, but kudos to to Bigla for showing up and uh, participating because it was a first-year event and uh, the first big women's tour that's existed without any sort of men's race associated you know, you have the Giro, the women's Giro that happens, but that's there's a men's Giro and all that kind of stuff. But this is like a standalone so it, thing. Three stages, Very cool. Right? Well, yeah, three stages were scheduled. Two were done because one got canceled due to inclement weather. Thank you, Scotland. In Scotland. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Imagine, Imagine that. that. Um, but didn't um, Cecily uh, Ludwig took the win too? So, like, I mean, I don't know. She, she was, yeah. It would have been cool to see her at the European Championships because she's I've arguably one of the 10 best women cyclists in the, the yeah. world right now. Oh, right? Sure. She's always gets super solid results, but yeah, she, her and the team just went yeah. up there and just, I, I saw an interview with her post race, which are always fantastic. Look those up. Um, I know Vox, uh, women had a bunch of interviews up on their Twitter feed. Um, but yeah, she was in the polka dots leader's Jersey for a while. Emma white, 
uh, U.S. rider and uh, favorite, Emma White, was in second place there in the GC for a while. Don't know how she actually finished out the, the final stage. I, I imagine she dropped, I think down, dropped well, well down. She got 10th overall okay. is what I see. I knew, I knew it was going to be a tall order for her to stick with that, but uh, doing really good there for a while. It was awesome to see. And then obviously the win, um, you know, hey, when all the when all the big gun Europeans aren't there, Americans do pretty good. <laughs> no, it's pretty awesome to see for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. So then let's let's do that. Let's just roll over to uh, the European championships. Okay. Yeah. The only thing I knew that these were even happening was because I got a text message from friend of the pod, uh, Brandon Gavick in Atlanta. And it was just a picture of the, the men's time trial championship, right? And I don't even know, really know like who is fully on it, but I know Remco, our boy, took the victory. Yeah. Crushed it. But what stuck out to me was, man, were his shorts really long. Like, like Team Sky Does long? he have just like the Sky Long? Yeah, like all the, almost to the knee, to like awkward length. Mm-hmm. Other people like this is like at some point, guys, roll up the roll up the bands, yeah. right? Like this is. But he's short. I don't like I don't like people that wear lycra shorts and it's right above the knee. Yeah. Like you gotta like get the tan line a little bit higher up. So well, shorts should never touch your knee. That's a rule, right? But, then they're no longer shorts; they're just yeah. long or short pants. Um, Tim, what what's the ideal length then? Where should bibs fall? Well, I think it, you know, obviously it depends on each person, but I would say that they should be going at about, oh, like looking down at my pan lines, <laughs> uh, probably like, you know, like the four finger rule, okay. kind of like a good brandy pour. Right. Uh, I say it's just generally two thirds, two thirds of the way. Two thirds. Yeah. I'm doing this four finger. That seems a little, just a little long. Yeah. Um, that's team sky territory for yeah, me. I, I'm, I, I'm doing at least seven fingers. <laughs> I mean, come on, guys! Like that—that the, they were too short. I, you should look it up. Look up the uh, the podium. Yeah. Right. I'll send it over. All I'll right. put it up on the uh, Slow Ride Pod Instagram. I think lots of people are going to agree that they're a little too sh- too long. Mm. Now, I think four fingers is like a good base. Um, I think gonna, he's probably just—he's very I short. I, maybe, and I think it's the team whoever supplies their kit. Just they use the standard maybe, shorts, and he's just that much shorter. He did have the Danish guy, Casper Askreen next to him, who we know therefore is really, really tall yeah. that, you know, maybe that like kind of countered it a little bit, but I was just yeah. a little like a little long. So anyway, um, what happened on the road Any, or on the women's side? Anything else? I don't know the women's reason? side. I do know that on the road, Viviani won from a break with Lampert, Lampart, his other teammate. So it was a, it was a quick step trouncing and you'll like this timmy no hat for viviani but there is a picture out there of viviani sitting on kind of a sled on top of four wheels of cheese holding some flowers (laughs) with some girls with funny danish hats behind him uh i should say women not girls and there's two guys holding the sled and they have blue and green hats on it's it's a lot of hats it's a lot of stuff but viviani doesn't have a hat so search that one out and you don't see that every day, sitting on a sled with cheese. No, no, you don't. Certainly not. No, no, you don't. It looks like on the women's side, it was Ilsa Plumers of Netherlands hmm. taking the victory, Ooh, home victory. Nice on the and yeah. So, uh, were there any surprises here in this race for you guys? Because I gotta say, Maybe Viviani Plumers winning something was kind of a surprise for me. I 
I apologize. That was the junior one. Yeah, it was, Amy. It was Ellen Van Dyke. My, my bad. Um, I was not surprised that Viviani won at all. Really? It's a machine. Yeah. I like when he wins from the break. I think that he should give up this sprint train crap. And, yeah. Because, like, he Whoa! did this. W- guys, 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 we're burying the lead here. Lisa Klein got second place in the women's race. Is that true? <laughs> Whoa. I feel like. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. All right. Whoa. Well, in the time trial. But yeah, in the anyway, time trial. It was close. She got third in the she got third in the in the road race. I know. Sorry. All right. But still. Okay. Anyways, back to Viviani from the break. <laughs> How exciting was that? I was more stoked on Lisa Klein, fan favorite Lisa Klein, podcast. Obviously best all, all around getting the slow ride podcast uh European winners jersey uh mm-hmm. locked up there. Yeah. Um, for sure. And Spencer, if you could go ahead and fix that in post. Yeah, yeah, I'll take care of that for you for sure. Um, and the uh, Slow Ride Podcast European uh, Leaders jersey for the next year for the men's race, obviously going to be Rui Oliveira, uh, who took 16th place in yeah. the race. Uh, looks like uh, from UAE uh, Emirates. So let's see if they do something special uh, for his uh, kit uh, next year. Look, I were you so do we know what takes precedence? Is it the national champions or the continental? I would think the continental would take precedent, but I don't know. So, so we may not be seeing an ugly Italian national tricolor yeah. at the next year's uh, Giro. Yeah. The mm. Continental takes precedent over the national. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Well, dudes, I think uh overall it's been a uh, a pretty sweet week of pro cycling mostly because there hasn't been too much going on outside of uh, Tour of Poland and the Continental Championships, but um, that also means that we're in that like doldrums of the Vuelta, which we're going to talk about. Doldrums. The, uh, Ugh, every year oh, starts okay. throwing shade. You start throwing it shade. Only be two weeks long. Earlier every year. I'm excited about the Vuelta. I'm pumped. No, I'm 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 like going in tour. I'm in Grand Tour withdrawal right now. I need some Are Volta. You? Yeah, yeah. I I miss coming, uh, just coming home every day and having a stage, just queued so, queued up in my player ready ready for me. I'm like, why why don't I have a mountain stage to watch? Give me, really? Give me, so give me. I'm. So you are you like what's the. What's the build up to the Volta? Is it going to be that tour of Norway? I mean, you know, like we're still what. Three weeks out from the Volta? No, like, like, we're like two what, weeks. It's twenty fourth. Search on twenty fourth. Twenty fourth. Why should we be excited, little guy? Like, who's uh, going to be the? Is it Chris Froome back? No. Like, what, like <laughs> why should I care? <laughs> no, Chris Froome probably still can't barely move one of his legs. Uh, you're going to have like your boy Nairo there. Uh, you're going to have Superman Lopez. You're going to have everybody that's screwed up their season so far. The Volta is the best <laughs> because it's it's got desperation. Yep. It's got you've got people transferring teams that should be good that don't care because they're not getting paid as much as they want to get paid until next year. Yeah, um, it's it is weird that these teams know these guys are leaving and they still bring like why is Nairo seriously at the the Vuelta? It's right? so weird. It's like why why and, would you care to work for him when you're like he's like leaving. you have you have Nairo there with his boy Winner right, and then you have Landa not there because well, he's going to Bahrain. And I, but then he should be. Then tired. you had the whole movie star like drama between who was winning what stages. Valverde attacking Landa at the end of like the second to last date. I mean, it's a little crazy. Valverde's going to be at the Volta too, I think, man. I know. It's so look awesome. I mean, this could be his year again. All right, I'm looking at it. So, so here's a here's a good roller derby prop. Will Tony Martin make it out of the? <sighs> will, will Tony Martin finish without a disqualification? 
yeah. for the, uh, and, uh, see, the yellow lotto team. That was a good segue because I was just going to say, I th- do you guys think what I'm feeling right now to be true? That the Vuelta is now yellow lotto's grand tour to lose? Like they pretty much have to mm. take this one. Well, what has Roglic been doing? I haven't seen him in it anything since the zero so is he ready or is he just gonna show up and just i don't you know? know or are they gonna have another gc guy that we don't even know about just come out of nowhere and just ride yeah, really well Sep cuss. i feel like they're either gonna be really good there or they're gonna be completely anonymous like it's you're gonna see that it's it's finally the fact that they've been such a strong team for two grand tours um they're just gonna show up and have nothing so just looking at the preliminary start list here, TJ's on it for Education First. Yeah. We also have uh, Cavendish possibly back with mm-hmm. my boy Luis Mentes. Oh, my Although, God. Remember him? Yeah. Team Dimension he's Data. Still, he's still I, riding? He hasn't retired I, yet? Apparently. Is he s- I, <laughs> still think he's a GC rider? What happened to him, Tim? Your curse is strong with him. Who was the other guy that was on uh, <laughs> Sky for a while that left uh, Team NetApp? I was really into. Oh, Leopold Koenig. Yeah, you. What happened to that? Ruined guy? Koenig's career. I think he's on Bora, yeah. isn't he? God, I don't know. Where well, he last went. time he I was... heard anything about him, he was. But he uh, he yeah, had some leg so... problems after right as you started to uh, champion his uh, success so... at the tour. He suddenly got a knee injury and it dogged him for years. Little guy, put your money where your mouth is. Is there going to be a French Grand Tour winner at the Vuelta? No. No. You don't think Jenny is uh, of AG2R is going to have a chance? <laughs> no, I do not. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll just, there you go. So, little guy, who's going to win the, the Vuelta if you have to say this far out? No idea. That's why I'm excited. That's why I'm pumped because I literally, I don't even, we don't even know all the guys who are going. Like, currently, teams are calling all their GC guys and going, do you want to do this? Or. I'm going to say this right Astana is going to win. One of the Izagir brothers is going to look pretty good. Yeah, I, I think it's. I bet here's here's Fuslang. I think Astana's going to. Here's two two things. Two things. There was a there was a cycling tips article that was about uh, Port Everestin, right on the Madone, on, on the Madone climb, right, and it's okay. it's about he go, how he goes out and, and he's he's doing the Everestin thing with Cameron Worst is this or a somebody. Thing? That's a thing that people do, but I guess it's a thing. That I just heard about do. this. It's a thing. So. I, I read that article the other day, and one I was like, "All right, so Port's doing the Volta. He's going to take it. He's going to try to do the Volta. That's my guess." Two, they say in that article that oh, they had a little company for a little while. A couple guys were out doing efforts. It was Fuglesang and Iran. And I was like, "Oh, all right, so those guys are doing the Volta." <laughs> like I haven't heard anything, but I was like, just from this article, so I was like, "All right, well, they must be going good. They're out there doing their doing their testing their uh, time yeah. on that famous climb." So. Yeah. Those three, let's say Port, Iran, and Fuglesang are all going to be like there. And then they'll be like, oh, remember when we were out training together? All right. I guess. You heard it here first. That's that's where things start. Spencer, professional cycling. Anything else you want to uh, get to before we get into this pre-line? Um No, I think, I think uh, we're pretty good. Although I will uh, have to inform you, sadly, that people do that Everesting on uh, Zwift as well. Oh, really? Like that so is, is the like, idea that oh. in one day you climb as much as yeah, yeah, yeah. First, that's like twenty nine thousand feet. Yeah, it was. It, that's a lot of overpasses. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, yeah. Can you imagine on a res- the? You should find the article on cycling tips. It's good uh, about them port doing it because 
it took them all day. And it's not like, you know, we, we throw a lot of shade Richie Port's way, but it's not like Richie Port's a slow guy. Yeah. So if it takes Richie Port like 14 hours and they, they have like a list of all the like, just like amazing amounts of food they ate and like people showed up with pizzas so, for him and stuff. Um, so if you were doing that on Zwift, <laughs> uh, I just don't, I mean, I just, why would you do that with your life? You only got one life to live, man. You must believe in reincarnation if you're Wait. wasting your time ever seen <laughs> on get, Zwift. I mean, there's busy dads out there. There's folks that got things to do. I mean, I think Wait, that's why you have that stand-up desk. You can ride your bike <laughs> yeah. while you're working, little guy. You can make your trades while you're working, man. You're just like, ooh, look, bye-bye, sell, Sh- sell. Short. And then you switch gears. Short now. That's that's so, so depressing to me that somebody <laughs> would spend like 20 hey, hours on their Zwift. Little guy, if you were a stock man, yeah, if I was a stock would man. You, would you buy, sell, or short Richie Port? <laughs> like in general or for the Volta? For the Volta. For the Volta. I'm going to buy for the Volta. I think he was a little undercooked at the tour. I think he's actually going to. If he doesn't fall down, yeah. I think the Volta is going to be good. I, I, Spencer, are you, gonna, are you buying the uh, Richie Port uh, yeah, game? Yeah, I'm going to go in on Port. I, I will buy, but I am not going to buy right. heavy. I'm just going to test the waters a little bit here. All right. Buy, sell, or short, Mark Cavendish winning a stage at the Vuelta. Sell. Man, I think he's got something to prove. I might buy on this one. It's kind of a long shot, and I'm not feeling it truly in my heart, but sometimes you got to go with what the uh, data says and not what your heart says, so I'm going to buy on this one. Yeah. If we were just buying, I would buy uh, Cavendish on just being like a class act and being like a classy dude on Twitter. I'd buy that. Yeah. But I'm going to sell on the ride. Every time I see things on Twitter, he's just like. He's changed so much. He's matured. He has matured. He's the the class act. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Of the four Vuelta wildcard teams, we have Burgos, BH, the Ascati Basque Country team, which has Benat on it. We also have uh, Kofidis and the famous Caja Rual team. Mm-hmm. Buy, buy, sell, or short, one of them winning a stage. Oh, I thought you were going to do buy, sell, or short, one of them making the podium and then being <laughs> pop three months later because that's the way you do it at the Volta. Yeah. I'm going to buy one of them, one of them will yeah. win a stage. I'm definitely going to buy right. on that one for right. sure. Just because Darwin Adapumo is on the team? Uh, just because Kofidis need to win and Caja Ruel do not mess around at the Volta. Uh, they're yeah. there to win some stages. Now, if you did make the bet little guy suggested with who, which one say, of these, I would short them doing it clean. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like they're, they're, if it was within a year, it's a, this is a long term. This, uh, this is a play. 2007. <laughs> I would totally buy that. One of them would, would get third oh. on GC and get popped. I mean, a hundred percent. It was like every year there for 10 years. Yeah, it was like some go, dude would come out of nowhere. Yeah, I would go all in on uh, Cajo Rual uh, being that team that that had that uh, happen to them. So, what what do you guys buy buy uh, buy sell or short that um, Vasconcelier never once looked at their riders' biological passport profiles before they signed them? Oh, <laughs> back in the day, they had, they had they had they had they had Rico and they had that Mosk Mosk whatever guy who got third in the Volta and got popped. Oh, no, they were looking at their biological passports. They were just seeing how much more. Gas, oh my god! They had blood. Louis Westra who who admitted to doping. I can't even think of who else is on that team, but I'm pretty sure, pretty sure that team, little guy, their whole entire plan for biological doping was to start the baseline really, really, really high. Yeah, kind of reminds me of when I used to work at UPS, and then they would be like, 
hey man can you go down to the wall and like like load some trucks and i'd go down there and i would do like the absolute minimum so that like there was nothing but improvement because mm-hmm. like these new guys would always come in and they'd be like just loading that trailer up yeah whoo, whoo, like loading it up hundreds of boxes an hour and i'd be over there like deep one and then i'd be like wow i'm working as hard as i can that was back when tim was awesome yeah that's a lot like this podcast yeah all right let's get into this pretty much okay Hi, I'm Hugh Carthy from Education First Cross Island, and I don't listen to the Slow Ride podcast. Once again, we'd like to thank all of the listeners and supporters of the Wide Angle Podium Network. Head on over to WideAnglePodium.com to find out more, where you can uh, choose where you would like to send your support if you'd like to do so. You can also find links to games such as Roller Derby and some of our uh, friendly uh, podcasts. And once again, guys, I listened to it for the second time. The Mitch Docker interview is uh, fine tough. Yeah. Oh, it's good. So good. It's so good. Like, they talk about they're sitting out on a meadow, mm-hmm. eating some, drinking some wine, probably probably eating some, some cheese. And uh, Swain is just talking about how he got into riding, kind of the heavy bikes that he was all, and it was all these stories that we knew about, through secondhand story storytelling and whatnot, um, absolutely wonderful. This is his final season for Rally UHC Racing. Uh, definitely, once again, on our uh, Mount Rushmore. But check it out: the yeah. Mitch Docker Life in the Peloton uh, um, Tim, podcast. I, I I started listening to this, but I haven't finished it yet. And I do know that uh, Mitch did a nice thing with uh, recording there outdoors. You get sort of the ambiance yeah. and everything. But yeah. are you yeah. sure that they weren't? Uh, with uh, with a Foster's and maybe some toast with like Marmite on it. Foster's and Marmite, yeah, there might be some Foster's and Marmite, and then uh, I think Swen actually like pulled out some poutine. <laughs> it was just like it was just a great country dish uh-huh. they were just sharing together. Yeah, just learning a little bit about each other's cultures. By the way, I tried Marmite once, yeah. or Vegemite, Vegemite or whatever yeah. it is. It's disgusting. It's I don't get pretty it. Pretty bad. I don't get it. Yeah. But anyways, check that out. Um, like I mentioned, uh head on over to wideanglepodium.com. When you're there at wideanglepodium.com, you see the link on the uh, right side to Grimper Brothers, another long-term sponsor of the Wide Angle Podium Network. We uh, produce two different types of coffee with them, both the uh, full Schleck uh, blend and then also the Hello Cyclocross friends. So head on over to wideanglepodium.com slash coffee. I'd like to find out more, but uh, Grimper Brothers will get you uh, up and running. Yeah, and uh, lastly, we are brought to you this week by Health IQ, a longtime sponsor of the Wide Angle Podium Network and all the various shows on it. Um, so we would really appreciate it if you go check out healthiq.com slash WAP. Um, they are a life insurance company that celebrates the health conscious, uh, which includes cyclists. Um, and anyway... Learn a little bit more about what they've got going on. Get a free quote. Um, you know, figure out why life insurance uh, is important for you to have. Um, you don't need to believe me. You can believe the experts over at healthiq.com slash WAP. Awesome. Yeah. Spencer, let's get back to the show. Hi. 
Alright guys, we got a great review over on Apple Podcasts. Oh. We, would, we would be doing a disservice if we did not. I haven't this seen one. this. This is exciting. I don't know what's mm-hmm. coming. Never bothered to rate a podcast before five stars. It's pretty good. Okay. By Jeff Mio. First of all, I'm here specifically for the mispronunciations. <laughs> Let's be honest. All those other podcasts probably aren't saying them those names correctly either. At least Tim keeps it interesting. <laughs> Secondly, this podcast makes me laugh out loud on the regular, which is why I'm always looking for new episodes. Tim's 500-point Primo's Roglic Giro Wager was an instant classic. <laughs> Hashtag never forget. <laughs> These guys always deliver the hottest and sometimes hot garbage takes that keep me coming back for more. They tell it like it is without the fear of reprisal because they're not going to be trying to sit in the backseat of a team car at the Vuelta or going out for training rides with their pro buddies. Um, time out there. <laughs> if any team would like to put us in the back of their car at the Vuelta, we would mm-hmm. we will blow up your spot. Caja Ruel? Yeah. Like we we can totally yeah. develop that US market mm-hmm. if you're still sponsored by Fuji. Yeah. Which I may have gone bankrupt. I don't know. I have a Fuji. <laughs> I have a Fuji, you guys. Yeah. It's like, thirty five so years old, but I have a Fuji. I'm totally into this idea of totally getting my opinions and my hot takes bought by professional cycling teams for the chance of being in the back of the team uh, car. Yeah. No, nobody has liked our takes enough yet. So. And I've talked about this before. The whole reason I started the podcast was to get a press pass, which we got at 2015 Richmond World Championships, where we absolutely slayed it with some amazing interviews. Yep. Go back to that live show that we did also. <laughs> oh, so great stuff. Good. Okay. Let me get back to it. Uh, yeah. Okay. The three-headed Hydra that works so well for Movistar really clicks in the podcast format, so I hope you can bring Little Guy back into the fold. Hey. He's back. I'm here. Hi. Landa has returned to the podcast because I'm clearly Valverde. Yeah, that, that tracks. Lastly, please keep up the campaign to deter Sagan from wearing the World Championship stripes if he actually doesn't win Worlds. More people should be protesting that kit. I absolutely agree. That, that kit was an abomination that he gets to wear that wide of a stripe yeah. trying to take a, trying to take that shine away from uh, Valverde. <laughs> Sincerely, Jeff, don't even try to say my last name, <laughs> Malonovich. <laughs> There's not an end in there. Mahovalich. <laughs> so thanks Jeff for the support and the great review. I love it. We appreciate that. Guys, I I think I think we could pull off Kaharuel. You know, if that was a thing that I, happens, I think that's a team we could actually pull off. Like they, their English translation is probably not good enough that they wouldn't exactly realize what they were getting into until it was too late. So I am looking at this Volta start list. I'm trying to figure out what, te- like, so what teams have we m- made really mad if they actually listened to us yeah. and which ones would be like, who are the, like, and, like we know Ineos right away is going to be like, they actually have press people like following right, and they're right, like, right. No, these guys are absolute garbage. So that, Spencer, I'm with you. We need yeah. to get we need to go down to like third rung right. and it's, of the ladder. It's not so, gonna be a French team because when I speaking of Richmond Worlds, when I talk tried to talk to Team France, they just all completely ignored like classic French style, mm-hmm. like completely ignored me, pretend they didn't speak English, everything, and I got nowhere. So I, I don't even and, think that road 
is worth going down. No Kofidis for us. No FDJ. I'm 100% certain we definitely cannot get in the Movistar because they would be so <laughs> no. worried that we would just like want to talk to Valverde the whole time. And let me get on the radio. Yeah. Well, <laughs> tell him what they would do. Yeah. Do, do you I'm think so he needs another gel? Yeah. Amador pretended he didn't speak English when I tried to talk to him. Yeah. And then I yeah, heard him speaking was... English to somebody right after that. I was like, come <laughs> yeah, on, yeah. dude. That, that hurts my feelings. <laughs> We, we learned this little guy. The, the key is when we have these press passes and we get in, like you just follow the established, well-known journalists yeah. and then you wait for them to be done asking their question. And then you say like, like how are the sensations today? And then they, they have to answer you. Yeah. yeah. Um, I wasn't any good. So, you guys are way better at interviewing so, people than me. I was total garbage. I, I, was I, rubbish. Did, I did get to talk to Tom Dumoulin. So maybe there's a chance we could get in his team's car. Maybe he remembers me. Yellow lot. Okay, what about? Do you guys remember how uh, tall it was around like the Dutch? They were really uh, tall in person. I know you guys I, made fun of me when I said that, but like, <laughs> think back to being a rich in worlds, walking yeah. over to that Spanish that Spanish tent. Short. You go over to that Dutch one. Holy crap! Giants. Like Gesink was there. Dumoulin yeah. was there. It was. I so. I caught a minivan full of Terpstra and Dumoulin in the parking lot and they were just like trying to change and i was like hey guys so we might have to make a call to our friend uh, mitch docker to see if he can get us in the education first car although i think we would be in like the third car because you know right there's like the two different like oh you're gonna be in the feed zone that's up cool. there so um that may not work i i think guys it's either gonna be kaha rule or it's gonna be like mitchelton scott what about what uh, let me pitch this what about Katusha? They're not going to exist anymore. They probably don't care. I'd be a little scared. I mean, they probably drive a little crazy. Yeah, and they—they're owned think- by that. They're owned by that—that—that—that—that—that Russian dude who's on the UCI yeah, steering he's not committee. That team up. He's gonna—he's not giving that team. He can—he can make people disappear way too easily. I think. What about <laughs> what about Astana though? He makes careers they, disappear. So. Astana could be a good team because we could maybe get in their next movie, their next music video. Ah, yeah, that could be good. That's possible. Working on it. If you happen to work for a pro team or you have a direct contact for a pro team and you want to get us in the team car, Mm. our opinions are totally for sale. If you want your team to be the new favorite of the Slow Ride podcast, I will totally exchange that for a seat (laughs) in the car. For like two stage, not not like a time trial stage. Yeah, I'm talking like mountain stage. I don't. If we get in the EF car ever, I don't want to be in the car with Weglius, with Charlie Weglius, because uh, if you watch those EF Gone Racing videos, he's super stressed the whole time. It's like he's working. It's like it's his job. I yeah. want to be in the second car where probably Finney leaves his iPod, so there's some <laughs> sick jams in there, you know, and it's like, it's super chill. <laughs> yeah. Finney always is going back and be like, hey, you guys put this on, think- so it comes through the earpiece, and they're like, cool. I want to be in that I know we could car. never get... I know we could never get in the FDJ car, but I kind of want to see Mark Mattiat in person really up close yeah. with the yelling, <sighs> like on a mountain stage. Like, mm-hmm. Anyways, that'd be a lot of fun. So dreams, little guy, me, I was, I was floating around the old Instagram the other day Okay, and uh, someone had tagged the slow ride pod Instagram account for a Klein attitude that was totally like gator fade, hot, like beautiful matching mission control stem Mm -hmm. and the body of the message said this bike is going to be at theo worth which is the downtown minneapolis bike trails for vintage night Mm 
I didn't see it. And someone, and like the guy that posted it said, oh, don't worry. Little guy is going to be there. So little guy, you went to vintage mountain bike night and tell us the little story of what happened when you got to vintage mountain (laughs) bike night. I need to know this. Yeah. Well, uh, so there's a standard Wednesday night races basically all summer out here. I did one in June. I went to this one this last Wednesday. I did not know it was vintage mountain bike night. I just knew it was a mountain bike night. So I rolled up. I signed up. Uh, right before I rolled up to the line, I saw a dude roll up on a, like an MB1. And I was like, sick, you know, nice. <laughs> and I was, and I kind of felt like, ugh, I wish I was riding a cooler bike. So I was on my Orbea Oys or whatever it is. Um, got, Which is kind of vintage at this point. It's, it's got rim brakes. It's more than 10 yeah. years old, but it is the newest mountain bike and it's full suspension and it's for me it's very weird and it's weird it's it's high-tech vintage at this point um but i got up to the line and and i noticed a lot of very vintage bikes uh hurl was there on an old richie nice. um i don't you know was there with his like a uh, sis right his bianchi sis yeah i didn't people people had funny outfits on too I, it was hard to recognize people after the race i saw more people than i realized were there when i was like waiting at the line and stuff so, yeah, a whole bunch of vintage bikes, and I felt out of place because I wasn't on the most vintage thing in the race. Which How many is almost rigid forks? Ne- oh, I would say, I don't I don't know, a lot. Half, uh, all the people, so, I don't know how many people were in the race. Everyone little, who finished behind you, me was guy, on a rigid I, fork. Let's say that. What Were you having, like, an identity crisis on the line? <laughs> like because this- you have spent... The better part of, I don't know, a decade showing up to these mountain bike races on a vintage bike. Yeah. And then the one night that you show up on a relatively new-ish bike. Yeah, with suspension, yeah. It, they pull a vintage the, night on you. Little guy, are you okay? Like, yeah. you, you must have beat up your pillow when you got home. Like, <laughs> you couldn't go to bed. You're like, oh, man, this was my night to shine. Yeah. And instead, you're the guy that... <laughs> didn't participate well it's now, true i've got a did bunch you of flip it did you flip it and say like yeah i didn't participate because i'm the one that's living the cause every <laughs> week i'm not out here playing your games just to just to build up your attendance uh, that's, that's i'm here because i am a bike well, racer i mean i i will admit i did kind of have that thought as everyone was kind of like oh look how funny this is and this bike and all these things i was like what there's just bikes dudes so like sometimes you ride a rigid bike sometimes you ride a full suspension bike um it was it was, it's cute to see the like uh eighteen year old racers um ride a rigid bike and they just they just can't like they just look at it and they don't understand how it existed you know it's like if you handed a rotary telephone to them or something it's the same way they're, they're like grabbing their rim brakes and they're just giggling um like how do you stop <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm just like you'll be fine just you, don't break you don't you just gotta um, plan ahead I, why are you using your brakes me so though, little guys you have a climb attitude yeah well so my client i don't have an attitude i have a pulse to comp or something um but my but my my client right now has super big swept back handlebars because it usually has the ibert seat on it that like clamps to the stem and kind of sits over the top tube so i've got to like have my arms around little tom boon and tom boonin so um you should have brought him to the race. Yeah, you know, he yeah. came to one earlier in the summer, but he didn't come this time. So I felt the place. I almost, and I even wore like just a, just nothing, not even a super vintage kit. If I had known, I would have brought the 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 Schwamigan bike at least and gone, yeah. you know, drop bars and down and barn shifters, and I would have worn a sillier kit. But, you know, I had him not, I don't know things. So what's the kit that's in the, uh, 
the like what would you have pulled out was it the pink jersey with the white sleeves <laughs> you still have that's that? like vintage me I, mean, I still have that i have a um onza remember onza brakes or onza or however it is my tires and brakes and stuff back in the day in the 90s i have oh. one and they had like a porcupine logo i have like a jersey of theirs that's uncomfortably hot um uh, <laughs> probably would have worn that vintage. though spencer so, one-third how, zip pointed one-third zip Spencer, how disappointed are you and little guy for not bringing his like for showing up with a full suspension bike on well, vintage so night? I'm just I'm still I'm I'm curious how long this has been in the works um, in the Minneapolis mountain bike scene because I feel like no this idea. was a setup. I feel like they have been <laughs> gaslighting little guy for at least a couple of years, <laughs> yeah. and I I. It's it's a thing of beauty. They just executed it to perfection. Everyone showed up on a vintage bike, and he didn't. <laughs> Not everybody, but yeah. I I mean, they're lucky I showed up because I almost <laughs> uh, I ended up working later than I thought I was, and I almost I almost blew off going to it because I didn't think I was going to make it home in so, time to like grab all my stuff and get up there. So you then, know. Then the final question that everybody's going to want to know is: since you are on a technically far superior bike, you dominated this race and won, correct? Well, by dominate, dominate, uh, you mean that I finished basically where I f- finished the whole shot? Yeah, <laughs> I mean I got twenty first, I think, out of okay. forty some or fifty or so, something. So I basically you, like where I slotted in into the woods in the whole shot. I think I lost a place and then I picked okay. up a place or something. So, so. the thing that I've learned uh, from watching the mountain bike world cups uh, recently on Red Bull is. That's the same exact thing that Matthew Vanderpool does. So I think you're onto something. Yeah. You just need to yeah. maybe just tweak it just a little bit and not yeah. slot into like 40th or whatever. Well, here's here's well, I'm I am actually first. I will say I'm legitimately happy with my result because in the previous mountain bike races I'd done, I had looked at my uh, lap times and it was always like I'd finished not far off the same position, but my lap times were good good good. Oh no, what happened? And this one, and this this race, at least my lap times were like very consistent. You know, they were off by a little bit, a little difference each lap. But like, so, I didn't blow up, which was the first. I've only done three races here, but I finally didn't blow up. I went out harder. I finished. I went faster to, in the beginning, and then I didn't blow up. So I was like super happy to like maybe I'll be able to actually put it together a decent race at some point this year. Yeah, well, you know, you only got a couple weeks left, but well, we're stoked cr- for cross, you. But let's... Cross is coming, Tim. Have you ever heard there's a hashtag out there? Yeah. It It's coming, but I think we do need to talk a little bit, Spencer alluded to, was the World Cup weekend yeah. um, in Lenzerheide, Switzerland. And it was a full event, both from downhill on down. So you have uh, uh, Perone beating Greg Minar in the um, men's downhill. You have uh, Marianne uh Car- how do you say that, Spencer? Is it caribou? Uh, yeah, sure. Go with that. I don't have it Kimberow in front of me. Over Tracy Hanna in the uh, women's downhill. But on the men's side, in the short track, let's go and we'll talk short track quickly. It's become a normal thing of just seeing Matthew Vanderpool uh, beat up on Henry Havasini in the sprint. But uh, once again, uh, yeah. Vanderpool scheduled tweet and PFP taking the win on the women's side of the short track race. Uh. Tim, did you now I know you wanted to blow over this quick, but I just I have to interject here because something amazing happened in that women's short track race. And I don't know if you saw it because no, I didn't. Sounds like you didn't. I only only watched the men's race. um, Unfortunately, we had a post up with one lap to go. 
Oh, we did. We had a post up with one lap to go. Yeah, Elizabeth oh, Brenna, uh, Germany. She ended up finishing twenty first. She oh, laid oh, down no. a massive attack, huge sprint into the bell lap, mm. arm in the air, super psyched for just a moment until the facial expression changed, and uh, she basically <sighs> collapsed on the side and was just like, "Let everybody go by," and like. Didn't know what to now do. Now that I know that that happened, that I, I kind of want to hate watch it, right? Like, I want to go, like, see this, but not because I feel so horrible it, it was, going from first place, yeah. the victory, the certain victory. Like, like oh, I am <laughs> in this contract for the next year. Yeah. Things are great to 21st place it was, behind. It was a great race. Eva Lechner. Yeah, it was a great race overall. There were a few uh, foot downs and crashes and slide outs and things, nothing major, but, like, it kept you on your toes. Uh, it was a great short track race, so go check that one out. And on the women's side of the Olympic distance, it was uh, Jenny Riswald um, taking the victory. Huge, huge and victory. on the men's side, would, would it pain me to say? Drum roll. Are, are you, you shocked with the fact that Nino Scherter did not win, and it was Matthew Vanderpool winning by a c- cool 25 seconds? Uh. Gentlemen, I must ask you now, is Nino Scherter just bagging it for the olympics <laughs> is he is is he just sitting here going like i'm gonna give a false sense of hope to mvdp that he is gonna win the gold medal or is it a foregone conclusion except for you know a horrible well, case of the flats the, that uh the, the only Matthew way is gonna be the gold medal champion <laughs> the only way to know this for sure is to get somebody to hack into his uh cell phone records and see if he has been having some long late night phone calls with Wout Van Aert um, <laughs> to, to see how to process his emotions, right? Like, uh, because yeah. that's the, that's the only thing that's going to tell us for sure what's going on with Nino. Uh, it's man. Vanderpool just cleaned up. I mean, here's a question. So when he wins the gold medal at the Olympics and he shows up the next year to the tour de France to win the green Jersey. Yeah. When you're a gold medal winner, do you get like gold stripes on your, arms for the year like when you're in a non and <laughs> the non-discipline uh i've never mm. seen like gva go to mountain bike side so i don't know like no. what the crossover here is i don't know i mean yeah like bettini and those guys would always do like a gold helmet or go shoes gold helmet or some then they the, accoutrement we but didn't, who's the one that had the diamond in their laser helmet was that boonin oh yeah boonin yeah so i like, think you get to have a little a little touch of it on there somewhere so where would you put it the sleeve? Is he gonna? I mean, uh, Corridan Circus. Ki- I mean, uh, this is. Oh, you got to start planning this now. What is Vanderpool? <laughs> how is Vanderpool gonna commemorate his yeah. gold medal win? I, I go on the road. I, I say bike paint job, full gold. Yeah. the The problem is he's gonna almost be he's gonna be like NASCAR in terms of uh, national championships and 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 world championships, you know, cause he'll have like rainbow bands. He'll have the gold. He'll have the Dutch national championship kit. He'll have the, he'll also Euro- have the road world championship. Yeah. Road kit world European, yeah. European champion. Yeah. So like all his kits will have to have different, they'll have to have for every, like he'll have to have different drawers in the camper van. So he knows, yeah. you know, like make sure they put them in there. I'm doing cross tomorrow, so I've got to have world champion with the Dutch band on the sleeve and the Euro champion oh, on the saying. other like, sleeve. Everything like he needs a full time, uh, like almost like not a swan. You're really he needs just like a personal shopper, this is a wardrobe knows, manager, like, yeah. yeah, and just yeah. to keep keep them all straight because you don't want to show up to a TT that you're just the national champion in and you haven't won the world time trial championship yet, and you've got 
you know, you got the little rainbow band on. That's super embarrassing. Right. You're like, and oh, then, I'm sorry, guys. I'm only world champion <laughs> in multiple other disciplines. Um, my bad. Yeah. So with <laughs> with Vanderpool winning this, uh, all these mountain bike races, right? He's just boosting the Netherlands uh, take for how many team members that are going to be in the Olympics. So, right. You, you, Cause they, I think you get up to three if you're like the top team in mountain biking. Right. So you got to go down to in this weekend's race, you got to go in 20th place to get Milan Vader. So he's probably going to the Olympics. Uh, Milan, <laughs> why don't you just go thank Matthew Vanderpool for getting you enough spots? Yeah. And then I think you got to go to the second page to find the, uh, the next, the next, uh, Dutch, uh, <laughs> rider on mountain bikes. And, uh, that's Eric Groen. Who finished in 69th place nice. on um, Damn. on uh, Sunday's race? So yeah, there you go, Matthew Vanderpool doing doing. I'm surprised David Vanderpool isn't starting to ride mountain bikes because this could be how well, he goes to the Olympics. He, you know, he he's he had that bad injury at the beginning of the road season, so uh, I wouldn't put it by him next year. Do you think showing up? Do you think Matthew Vanderpool flexes on this and says like, "Hey, you're taking my brother." Well, I bet I bet if he starts showing up to some next summer, he he'd be doing better than 69th, man. I don't know. I, I feel like the Vanderpool name right now you're carrying a lot of weight regardless. Yeah. Doesn't matter if you got results or not. Somebody's going to sign you because they're going they're just going to add another couple of zeros at the end of that check. Yeah. Uh, you're good to go if you are in the Vanderpool clan. Man, did being Speaking of Oh, go on, Tim. Speaking of brothers, with Nibali being officially signed to Trek, do we know if Antonio Nibali is going to Trek too? Yes, he is. Oh, yeah, of oh. course, 100%. Fuck. Yeah. Hey, man, little guy, Spencer, you guys are my brothers. If I ever got signed to a pro contract, I, I'd let you guys come over. <laughs> you got to sign my two, my two friends, though. <laughs> so we did have the Alma GP contest a couple weeks ago, uh. and a friend of the podcast, longtime listener and supporter, Ruby Rubey, on Twitter, so make sure you go find Ruby on uh, on Twitter over at Ruby underscore Roubaix. Uh, always goes out to the Tour de France, Paris Roubaix, some of the best um, tweets and photographs of how to watch it. Also sent us a great email of what to see. So as an example, uh, this long email of how to go watch the tour so or any of the classics. Trying to set it up so that Ruby can be our personal tour guide, guys, to Tro Bro Leon. Um, but I don't, I, I don't know if I want to go see Paris Roubaix after reading, uh, Ruby's reports of how to watch it. Interesting. So I, I was originally thinking that Ruby knew like kind of where all the zigzagging roads were and you could like go see like multiple sections. It's like, if you want to go see Forrest Ehrenberg, you got to get there like four hours before the race is there, you know, like, and I'm like, okay, I kind of want to go see like the, the cobbles that don't really matter and see it multiple times and mm-hmm. just get on the moped and go to the next section. Right. But he also mentions that the best way to see the tour isn't to do the camper van. So if you guys are planning on doing a camper van with me, like that's not going to happen. He said that <laughs> nowadays they just like shut down the roads all the time, like well in advance. And the best way to do the tour coverage is you pick like a city that's close to like six stages in the middle. And then you just kind of drive out each day to mm. see like a little bit. And then you go back to the cafe. The hub and spoke. The old hub, hub and spoke system, right? So... Yeah, the old hub and spoke. Exactly. So Ruby was our winner for the Alma GP contest, that cyclocross race in the middle of the hand of Michigan. Uh-huh. And he was stoked and honored to be the 16th place Alma GP winner. Unfortunately, 
following some unspecified and harmless shenanigans in 1999 that resulted in a brief stay in the Santa Barbara County Jail, a missed court appearance, and a subsequent bench warrant, I will be unable to attend what I'm surely will be an awesome Alma GP. In fact, I think it would be unlikely I will be able to attend any U.S.-based event for the foreseeable future without a risk of internment. If possible, I would like to donate my prize to a worthy winner of your choosing, but please thank Avalon Pontoons and Mr. Alba GP for their generous offer and assure them that I will be there in spirit, if not in body. Also, screw you, Santa Barbara County Sheriff's Office. Stick it to the man. Oh, it's I actually such love this. Good, it was, such a good uh, <laughs> commencement speech for that prize. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Like the old... Uh, so I guess that means that Ruby's not going to be coming to the big uh, wide-angle podium party that we're going to have at the uh, Trek World Cup in yeah. Waterloo. But uh, maybe we'll have like, uh, you know, we're, we're brainstorming some great ideas here. Little guys like been throwing a lot of things together. We're going to have like a little studio space, mm-hmm. do some... Uh, some real interviews. We're going to have a whole setup so people can stop by and give us high fives. There's a secret bar I've heard about in the back, but can't talk too much about it. So you're going to be able to come back there. Maybe, uh, maybe, uh, yeah, give me a cheers. Let's have a, uh, let's have a drink on the house. If you will. I'm, I am absolutely stoked for the Trek world cup. Mm. Um, and all those events and seeing people out there. Me too. Yeah, It's coming up. We got plans. It, it, the cross is coming. Yeah. It's going to be absolutely amazing. Now now yeah. is crunch time. Now is the time you make the plans to get out there. Um, mm. So yep. we'd like to see you out there. Yeah. Now we'll is when you streets. drive your bike two hours away from you so it can get tuned up, but you certainly won't be able to ride it and get, get it in that cross form. Dude, uh-huh. I'm just saying my bikes are going to be mint condition and my body is going to be so recovered by the time I get back on this bike. <laughs> I, I will I will guarantee you that I will my bikes will be in worse condition, but I'll physically be in you, better condition. I mean, I understand that there are bike shops really close by to me here in Orlando. Yeah. But I was on my way to my dad's and then I finally like just justified. I was like, ah, oh, it's only like an extra 45 minutes if I go to St. Pete, go see Taylor, go hang out, drop off the bike. They talked about Delta brakes. It's really cool. No, I yeah. I would drive 45 minutes to talk about Delta brakes. I mean, it's, hit me up. I don't know. Somebody. We all have shops that we really like to go to. I, I think about some of the shops in Minneapolis, right? They got like the one-on-ones, the angry catfishes behind bars that you're just like, oh, these are cool stores that I really want to go into. Yeah. So that's what I'm thinking. Anyway. Yeah. That's it for me here in Orlando. Would you guys have anything else you want to add? No, uh, I don't I think, think we so. Crushed it. I think that's the week. Right. I just think we're just holding our breath till the vault starts, man. <gasps> well, with that. We hope that you all are enjoying your Everest quest, especially on Zwift. <laughs> We'd like to thank all of our listeners and supporters of the Wide Angle Podium Network. Head on over to wideanglepodium.com to find out more. Head on over to our friends at rollerderby.com, R-O-U-L-E-U-R, derby.com, to get ready for the Vuelta. We would also like to thank Health IQ for their continued support. Go to go head over to healthiq.com slash W-A-P. To find out more and Grimper Brothers for their continued support with two great coffee blends at wideanglepodium.com slash coffee. And with that, this is Tim in Orlando, Florida. This is Matt in Minneapolis. And this is Spencer in Boston reminding you to always wave at all your fellow cyclists that you see out on the road. 
the Slow Ride Podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast.com and on Twitter at the Slow Ride Podcast.